Hey guys, what's up? It's Coach Carroll. Welcome to another episode of the Sales Factory. I got my man Richard Blank here with me today. Uh, you guys, if you've been listening to season four, hopefully you've been taking lots of notes. If you guys haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you go over and do that and leave us a review on any of the platforms, wherever you're listening at. It helps us get more exposure and help more people here in the Sales Factory. Richard is on today because he actually owns Costa Rica's call center and uh, I was excited to have him on. He reached out. He's like, yo, coach, you got a pretty dope podcast. It's easy to listen to. I can relate. So I wanted to have Richard on so we could talk a little bit about uh, some cold calling techniques maybe that they use. Uh, we'll obviously learn a little bit more about his business, but try to bring you guys some information that will be beneficial to you today. Uh, Richard, I'll let you kind of go. I know you got a, a pretty extensive background. You're from the States, but now you live down in Costa Rica. And so, um, but you got some degrees from some different places. It's all like Spanish as a second language. You know, I've got Kentucky Hillbilly as a second language. So, um, you know, Take it from there, man. In- introduce yourself. Welcome, welcome to Sales Factory. Let everybody know a little bit about you. Coach, I couldn't thank you enough. It's great to be here today. Uh, very happy to be a guest. I have a story with many twists and turns. It starts back in 1991 in Northeast Philadelphia. I grew up in Philly. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because a lot of the times you have opinions that are given to you and your destiny is predetermined where you should be a doctor, an attorney an architect, and you should go to Ivy League. An engineer. I wasn't wasn't doing any of those. So as a dreamer, I kind of felt a little bit of alone on something like that. And I was encouraged to study languages. I wasn't a business major. So I went to the University of Arizona, and I was a bi major. I, I studied Spanish and lived abroad in Spain for a year, which was great. I also studied communication, which is a party major. And if you're in Tucson at Arizona, of course, you're going to take one of those classes. So But I chose public speaking, just like yourself, coach. Most people are afraid of it, but we can do it, which Mm -hmm. means that we're marketable. Mm -hmm. I also realized that you just can't speak. You need to actually have a plan. So I decided to study rhetoric. And we discussed earlier micro-expression reading. What I study not only is body language, but since my controlled environment is sight unseen because of telephone calls, Mm -hmm. I believe I cracked a couple codes today in, in regards to phonetic micro-expression reading, which I'll share to the entrepreneurs, the salesmen, or just interpersonal communication and conflict management at Fixionados. It's, it's something where it will increase your communication skills to reduce any sort of ego defense mechanisms. And if you want to convert more calls or get more friends or diffuse situations, these are things today, coach, that I'm going to share with you that I believe will not compromise anybody's ethics, values, and morals. They will, they will make you <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Not, oh boy, I hope you all got your uh, dictionaries ready because Richard is throwing some fucking nine dollar words around within the first nine minutes. So uh, <laughs> I'm loving whatever the micro something or another. I'm gonna have to write this stuff down to learn a little bit afterwards. But uh, yeah, man, no, I love it and uh, glad to glad to have you on. You know, a lot of our listeners are you know, newer entrepreneurs or people that are in the sales business, right? The business of sales, which is what is all entrepreneurs really, until you're you've got a decent sized sales team, but um, you. You know, you've got that the the call center down there. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Like, do you guys handle inbound calls, outbound calls? What's what's your role's operation down there look like? 
Well, you know, you've seen telemarketing in movies and call centers where Hollywood glamorizes it. And there's there's a certain side to it, which is exciting, but it's also could be monotonous. Mm -hmm. What we do here is we do both in and out. We do uh, inbound support. We also do outbound lead generation, appointment setting and sales. But there is call centers all over the world. What, what mm -hmm. separates mine from the others is first is coach. I know everybody's name. I might be a guest in this country and I've been here for over 21 years. I came here wow. at 27 and I started this business 14 years ago. But when I first came here, I worked at my friend's call center. I was supposed to be here for just a couple months in August of 2000. And I fell in love with the country and also realized that call center, it's an interesting game. It's, it's really more of an art of speech. You've called customer support and people will read a script and they could be well rehearsed, polished and on top of their game, but they're also plastic, they're commercialized, they're a print, they're not a painting coach. They have no empathy. They're just trying to do their conversions and move a you along. Print, not a painting. I like that. A print, well, coach, not a painting. I mean, look, look at how you speak with your guests and how you've been so successful. You're very authentic. And one of the compliments that I gave you earlier is not only was your topic something of interest to me, but your podcast and your work is something I can sit through. Yeah. And not only that, but it encouraged me enough to reach out to you. Yeah. So the, the people that come work here are bilingual coach. They bear the mark of higher education. They've learned a second language. So my friend, it really shows that they have structure, discipline, and a certain cognitive skills that are 10 times more difficult than what I'm about to share with them or onboard or train them. Hmm. So their delicate minds in their early 20s and mid 20s could be molded into people that have structure and they're able to make these sort of phone calls because if they do, their potential earnings are limitless. Interesting. No, that's, and you know, I'd say the other reason you fell in love with Costa Rica is hella cheap down there, right? I had a buddy that Josh Latimer has been a guest on my show and he's, uh, he was in Costa Rica for a few years. He was like, yeah, I had a gardener for like $9 a day or something. It's crazy. So the exchange rate's pretty nice too, but how, how many people do you guys have in your call center down there? Well, I started with one and I grew to 150 seats. Holy smokes. Coach, I'm so selective of the campaigns that come in here. I could be larger. But there's five yeah, campaigns yeah. that I will never do. I'm not going to do sports books, casinos, stocks, pharmacies, or sweepstakes. I, I have nothing against that. But mm -hmm. this is a strict Catholic country. So I have to ensure that these agents can go home and tell their parents what they do for a living. Yeah. And also, if you're going to get the best out of somebody, they really have to believe in the sort of work that they're doing. Because you can mm. earn a dollar a thousand ways. Yep. You should never sell it for a price. You, you mm. should always keep your dignity. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, man. So, so let's talk, whatever that $9 word you use that, that micro, what, what was it again? Say that again. Micro expression reading. Body micro language. expression reading. Yeah. And because I mean, body a step further coach, we did it phonetically and I'll tell you why. You gotta, what's, what's phonetic mean? Is that like word speak? You got to realize, man, I'm dyslexic. So you got to be, you got to slow down with these big words for me. Listen, <laughs> you're smarter than me and much better looking than me. I'm just trying to catch up to you. But this yeah, is the, the guys that are, that are listening on the podcast right now, you, you guys don't see us because this, uh, this is one of the audio only episodes just for the people that uh, are on the podcast. So the people that try to catch these episodes on YouTube, they're missing this one. Uh, but you guys aren't, aren't seeing us. We also have the exact same haircut. 
So, you know, know right? uh, there's got to be something going on here. And you're Sorry. talking to me as well in the beginning. I did dress up for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, my notes. bad. Man. I digress. So, so you're reading microaggressions. And for my audience, you know, you guys know from uh, if you've taken my uh, communication domination course that I teach that over 70% of communication is body language, right? And I always, Richard, I always make the, the joke that if somebody's face is all scrunched up and they're really, they just looked pissed off, but then they say, I love you. <laughs> you know, it's like the words are only 7%. So it's like, so I'm, I'm hoping that, is that what you're talking about there? It's like, you're, you're going through those micro, like trying to fill out people's personalities a little bit, or what, what, what is this? Well, actually you are coach, but you had mentioned one thing, sight. We're mm. talking about a controlled environment here, my good friend, because I can't see you on this call right now. It's purely audio. Yeah. So you can't see the expression. So let's, let's figure it out like this. The scientists say that if you happen to lose one or more of your senses, the other ones expand. I mean, look at the mm. master communicator, Helen Keller, for an example. Mm -hmm. So without sounding like a clown, you know perfectly well you can't taste, touch, or smell your client. Maybe right. smell. Depends, but you know what I'm talking. About. I tasted a client one time. We'll say that for another episode. <laughs> definitely. So <laughs> let's just say we eliminate three of your senses. You should definitely have more expansive hearing. You know, mm -hmm. you should be more active listening. But then people claim that you can't see on the phone. Well, come on, coach. You know perfectly well that a book is better than a movie. And if you close your eyes, you can still have image streaming. So you can mm -hmm. still describe. And so my suggestion is, because you're talking about reading face, you could talk about proxemics, haptics, self and object adapting if people are doing these sort of tell signs in front of you. And sure, that's like an underhand pitch with a wiffle ball. But my brother, <laughs> I'm talking about the real stuff, like when they put the blast shield down in Star Wars and Luke had to hit that ball with the lightsaber. I'm telling you that the purest form of speech is phonetic. It's sound. You might have congruence, where audio matches the visual. We'll get to that later. But my man, I am going to walk you through, walk you through how you can tell when people are, and I will say this, either lying to you, or you might need to ask for clarifications because you're not on the same page. Follow mm. me this, real four simple steps, coach. And you're a coach, you know you gotta break it down and make it easy. Yeah, frameworks, man. Frameworks are the easiest way to learn. Coach Carroll, there are four steps to phonetics, which is the sound of speech. You're looking at the tone, rate, pitch, and duration. Your tone represents your emotion, and my suggestion is to keep it empathetic, compassionate, and confident. That's consistent, but you've also trained in mirror imaging. You're an expert in that, but you also have to realize that you can mirror image the person you're speaking with, their rate of speech and their mm. pitch, their speaking level. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? I know how I speak, but if mm. I can match how fast and loud you're speaking in 30 second to two minute increments, which is the normal attention span, it's not a whole conversation. I'm just talking about a round of the fight because yeah. it can change. Mm -hmm. And I can see coach, if there is a spike or a dip in regards to your rate or your pitch, forget your tone, I could care less. I could even care less about the semantics, what you say. I wanna know if you're fast or slow, loud or soft. And if you are, my suggestion is to do a tie down question, which you know, pin down question, potential repeat confirmation, okay to move forward. So you can get the checkpoints. But yeah. when do you do the name drop coach? Ooh. The name drop should be done during confirmation, tie downs, or transitional sentences. Do not overkill the name during your conversations. 
focus on pronouns like a your and an are for the attention span to bring them back in. Dude, let if, me just oh no, hold on. We we gotta stop right there because I gotta break this down for because I'm I'm picking this up, but I know we're going super fast on this. And you're I mean, you're killing it, honestly, Richard. I was like, you know, yeah, I, coach. Yeah, guys, listen, guys, I'm uh, listen, guys, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. When Richard reached out to me, I'm like, here's this guy from Costa Rica, he's got a call center, he's gonna get on my podcast, he's gonna blow some smoke, and then he's gonna pitch his fucking call center, and I'm probably gonna have to kick the guy off the podcast, probably never publish it. That's not happening. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you guys are getting put on some game from Richard. You know, you guys have heard me talk about pitch pace articulation, right? Like Richard, that's kind of how I explained this. Had no idea it was called micro. What's the, what's it called? Micro. Phonetic micro expression reading for spikes and dips for tie down questions. But coach, we're not done yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I got to break this down though, because you said that the rate and pitch, you got to realize, man, I'm from Kentucky. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a smart guy here, but I want to make sure everybody gets this. And, and you guys, if you're listening to this right now, I don't know if you picked up on this. You can rewind it, rewind it to the back. I picked up on Richard saying, coach, 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 coach. He was name dropping, name dropping, name dropping, name dropping for the first few minutes of this, right? That's a great way to pull people in on a conversation. People love that. And, and Richard, what you're seeing here is when someone calls you, you're listening for the rate and their pitch, and you got to mirror that. It's so true because there's nothing worse than me being a busy person and I call to buy something and the guy talks slow as can be, right? Like that's the worst thing in the world is if I'm trying to buy something and somebody's not mirroring my rate or my pitch. So I wanted to break that down. So we're looking for a spike. All right, we're listening to the rate. We're listening to the spike. We're, we're, we're listening to the rate. We're listening to the pitch. We're looking for the spike. Pick it back up from there, Richard. Of course. Thank you, coach. And, and also, if I may say, if you're conversing with someone and they're speaking at a turtle's pace, but they're not hanging up on you, my man, you're still winning. You just got to slow down a bit because if they spike or if they dip, if they go extra slow or that gentleman speeds up a little bit or raises their voice, these are the times that are tell signs for you. But guess what? Mm. They can easily be manipulated. Your tone, <laughs> rate and pitch could be manipulated. What's the tell sign? Well, it's not your ego. It's not your persona. It's your id. It's your personality. It's your, it's your identification. Subconsciously, coach, people cannot match their answering speed consistently. They can do their tone rate and pitch, but your insurance policy is that answering speed. Mm. If they're off there too, that's another time for you to ask. Sounds good, right, coach? Makes mm. sense, right, coach? Good to move Coach, forward. Sound fair enough. Absolutely. Lo- love those. Because yeah, I mean, that's that's pro level sales stuff. That's how you keep a sales process moving forward. It's a back and forth, my man. It's just showing politeness on how we were raised. You just can't be stiff and commercialize. It's, let me share another technique with you and people will like this. It's called the buffer boomerang technique. Buffer boomerang. It's, it's famous, and I created it. <laughs> you're I'm over here, uh, guys. I'm taking notes right now. You guys, I, I hope you're taking notes uh, on, Coach, on this because Richard's putting again. it down. I can't thank you enough for this. I'm having the best time. And imagine this. You know, this is the first time of you and I meeting. It seems like that we've been friends for a long time. This <laughs> is the sort of 
environment you create. And I'm so relaxed right now. Yeah, it's like Kentucky it's hospitality, flowing. baby. I even got yeah. my shoes on, so they can't tell. Yeah, coach is my man. <laughs> Buffer boomerang, everybody. Buffer boomerang. So you're on the phone with somebody, okay? And somebody asks you a question. They could say, what are you selling today? And they could say it like that. Now you're gonna capture that, okay? Do they say it as a minus one, two, or three in regards to their tone? Let's use that as a minus two. Mm -hmm. You capture it, you buffer it, and then you boomerang it back by saying, oh, what am I selling today? That's an excellent question. You know, and then you mm. just give your answer. So you repeat what they say. That's an excellent question. What I am selling today, which means you diffuse the tone from an eight to about a four. You repeat mm. it to them so they know you're active listening. And then you could say, hey, coach, what I'm selling today is so I can smile <laughs> to your frown and I can almost like exit out to a zero again and I can reset the pace. You hmm. do so many buffer boomerangs a call. You don't want to absorb it. You want to sway in the wind with it like a, like a wu-wei. It's least resistant. But I love that, man. That is, that's fire. A buffer boomerang. boomerang. I you love repeat, that. First, you say that's an excellent question, but you can't say it 50 times. So you, you got to think of more things. Yeah. That's an excellent question, coach. The reason for my call today is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, you know, and we and I talk about this in my phenomenal phone calls book is that which if you guys haven't picked up the book, you can go get it. Phenomenalphonecalls.com. It's a free book. We'll ship it to you. You just pay for the shipping and, and handling on it. But in the book, I talk about that. And, you know, it was like when you're fighting objections, when somebody's like, DJ, I'm not interested. The first thing coming out of my mouth is awesome. Great. Fantastic. It's something positive just to punch them back in their face because they're like, wait a minute. I just told this guy to kick rocks and he told me great. It's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm a huge aviation buff. You guys have you've been listening to the podcast. You know, I fly airplanes. I love that. It's the same thing like that, like sonar scrambling, right? Like you have to be able to scramble these guys. That's what Richard's telling you with this buffer boomerang. It's like building that buffer aim buffer boomerang it back to them and then move on with your agenda of the call uh, every 30 seconds to two minutes coach so i can yep. control it so yeah I man we we and talk about that, that 20-minute conversation I, I, he's just teeing me up for these in a phenomenal phone calls i call it the 30 second shot clock when you're on the phone you should never speak more than 30 seconds in the first two minutes without getting a confirmation from them Whoa, saying whoa, whoa, whoa. yes and no oh let's go all right let's, what's that my man i always got to have an open mind let's just, let's just look at it objectively and logically one yeah. way i always believe a conversation has an introduction of body and a conclusion just like any sort of composition but your body and conclusion don't even exist if you don't get the past to pitch in the introduction does that mm -hmm. make any sort of sense so sure. the first 30 seconds is key I believe that people should utilize anonymity. You're not lying. I'm not, I'm not anonymous the whole call, that's shady. But in mm -hmm. the first couple seconds, instead of saying how you're doing, why don't I ask how the company's doing? <laughs> How's Costa Rica's call center doing today? You're still getting a stacked question. First, mm -hmm. coach, you always talk open-ended questions better than, than closed questions because we're getting explanations. But let me stack a question. Instead of going horizontal, let's think vertical. I got plenty of questions to ask you. Let me see if I can stack them. So first of all, I'm asking how the company's doing today, which means whoever answers the phone, of course, they're going to say, great. And also, mm -hmm. it sounds like you've been there before. And prior to your introduction, you're saying their company better than they did. So they mm -hmm. get a taste of it. And you're still anonymous. And usually, they'll give you their name. Coach, 
when they give the name gatekeeper, if you want to call them, that gives you the chance to get a positive escalation. What does that mean? When Kathy transfers me to Mr. Jones, I can let Mr. Jones, prior to introducing myself, let him know how helpful Kathy was, how professional she was, how she represents your company in the best light. So I'm giving a gift prior <laughs> to an introduction. Reciprocity. Don't tell me that doesn't move me forward five spaces in regards to momentum. Absolutely. I, yeah, no, my thing was, I don't think you should speak any more than 30 seconds within the first two minutes. Right. So where a lot of people, a lot of training that I've seen and, you know, there's a, there's a, some big sales trainers out there that are like, you know, when the guy answers the phone, you say, hey, Mike, this is so and so with XYZ company. The reason for my call today is that 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 and I'm like, I'm out. I'm closed. Right. You're Versus right. the way I teach it. If I'm calling Richard and Richard answers and said, yeah, this is Richard. I say, Richard. A voice ah, nice. I love and now, it. And now you go, yeah. Now I know you're listening because you're like, who the hell's talking on the phone? Richard, it's DJ. You got a quick second? Yeah, uh, but you said my name the way my best friend did it. And I always right. say it's legal to do that. You can say it any way you want. No, absolutely. Yeah, voice. I'm just saying, I think a lot of people, and, and I know this happens, and this happens especially for new people that are on the phone making cold calls, their emotions get the best of them, and they don't realize how quick 30 seconds goes by, and they're still just on their one breath, one opener line that I, I, I always say, it's like you got to, it's like playing a ping pong, like you got to bat the ball back over the, the net, you can't just grab it and hold on to it and say, okay, my turn to serve. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know, for me, that's just always been my rule of thumb that, you know, in the first two minutes of the conversation, you should never speak more than 30 seconds. Coach, it sounds like a conversation desert with no oasis. You got to pause. <laughs> your action creates a reaction. It, it, you know, you, you brought up a couple really good points and, and you're 30 seconds in the beginning. You're spot on on that. And I agree with you 100 percent. And I, I also firmly stand behind the fact that when you stack questions or you, you, you uh, tell them about your business, it's almost like a dessert tray. you got to give each one its time because mm -hmm. someone could react to it. But let's say you run through it. You just talked about someone running for, for a couple minutes of speech. Mm -hmm. Fine. Well, if you want to tie down it, then say, hey, coach, I'm sure you like at least one of them. <laughs> so at mm. least, you know, maybe you caught one because I didn't get a reaction. Mm. And then at the end of the conversation, when you concluded the conclusion, you could say, now, since you have me on the phone right now, is there any other questions you have? You just raked it again, all your mm. questions. Maybe they don't. Okay, so a recap, and it give you a chance once again to mention your stuff to see if they have a reaction to it. Yeah. Coach, I believe in military alphabet. If they ever have to confirm addresses, names, military's key. Mm. And then finally, when they do the positive escalation, when, when they mention how great the individual was who transferred them. I work, do like that. You should do it in writing because anybody that gets a written positive escalation, my man, that is just a gift. That what do you mean by written? You, you mean like follow up with an email or something to them about it? Or what do you, what do you mean by that? Absolutely. If you had an assistant coach that was setting up this podcast as well, most likely I would be not only mentioning them in the beginning, thanking them, but writing you back. I would be explaining mm. how incredible your assistant. Wow. And why like do that. I do that? Because a proletariat outranks an aristocrat. There's more of you. It's, you know, be one with the people. Got the and, $9 and, college words, man. I like it. That's what they paid for in Arizona. <laughs> but, 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 but 
hey, listen, coach, when I walk my rows and I know my, I'm only one boss of 150. Mm-hmm. Why don't I know the people that work with me and know mm. their names? And that's the kind of thing that, that makes you strong. Mm. It makes you humble. As mm-hmm. successful as you and I are, and, and I'm so thankful once again to be here today, I also take a step back and realize how grateful I am to have <laughs> this sort of luxury trade to be able to do the art of speech, to work with bilingual agents, to live abroad in sunny Costa Rica. Yeah. I have to pinch myself because, listen, if you can get past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere in the world. And, and I was supposed to be working in a family. Ooh, ooh. Oh, hold on, hold on. That, that one, that's... That's a that was a nugget there. If you can get past your parents' guilt, you can live anywhere. I was holy shit. Holy shit. You've been to Washington and Lee University. I chose I chose Arizona. Yeah, man, that's that's a tough one. I'm telling you, that holds so many people back. And if you're listening to this right now, that might be holding you back. Like what, what your parents expected of you, right? They Richard's supposed to be, you know, and, and they're going to love you no matter what. Right. That's, I that's know. the great thing. That's what you have to think about. And just like Richard's telling you, like he was supposed to go Ivy leagues. I was supposed to be a chemical engineer, you know, right. uh, you know, my chemistry teacher and, and my guidance counselor were like, DJ, you can't just mow grass for the rest of your life. They couldn't see the vision, but that's not their responsibility. You know, God puts your dream and your heart and sews that up. And, you know, you have to own that dream and, and not let other people hold you back. So Richard, God bless you for, for not being afraid to go against that and, you know, and, and living out, living out your dream. And sometimes we kind of got to fumble through the woods <laughs> looking for that dream, right? We don't, we kind of like know it's out this way, but we don't know, you know, we don't know where it's at exactly. And that's okay in life too. I, I like to share that. You, you, you've listened to some of my stuff. I mean, it's a sales factory, but at the same time, man, sales is a tough gig. Like this is not the easiest thing in the world to do. And um, I think a lot of times some positive re-encouragement is, is, uh, is good to hear. And especially if you get your earbuds in right now, maybe you're going through a tough time, just know that uh, there's always better times on the other side. Rich, Richard's a uh, proof of that, man, living in sunny Costa Rica and uh, rocking and rolling, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, coach, you were true to yourself. There were those late nights or rainy Wednesdays when you looked in the mirror, 80% in asking yourself, should I continue? Mm. And, and those are the moments when you're by yourself. Those are the, yeah, you, those you are mean, the real moments. You mean like when I was on, on my couch uh, in the fetal position crying after I lost my six-figure gym and the half a million dollars worth of real estate that it was sitting on? Yeah, those well, moments. That was the one moment. That's when you're <laughs> on your couch. I'm talking about looking at your puffy, bloated, red-eyed mm. face, looking at yourself and saying, all right, champ, enough. It's, mm. time, to, it's time to do something. Mm. And these are forced marches. These are things you need to do alone. Mm. And even though you have your naysayers and gray believers, which are usually your inner circle and family who love you and trying to protect you, you also have a lot of people out there that are just, they don't have the cojones and they're too afraid <laughs> to take the chance or they're too afraid to go on a podcast or they're, or they're reluctant to share their ideas for fear of rejection. And my intentions are honorable. I'm doing this today of good faith. I don't even need to mention my call center and I'm really not selling anything. Put the, put the checkbook away. My, <laughs> my main goal today was to make a good friend, which I did, and also to share ideas because that is worth more than money. Absolutely, if I can man. 
motivate somebody today. Let them know that there is structure with communication and with conflict management. Let me share a good piece of advice for people that aren't feeling well today. I can easily solve their problem today. And the word is thesaurus. Get some similes, because if you're feeling funky, your vocabulary is funky, regardless of how you look. <laughs> so stop using the word help. Use words like assist, guide and mm. lend a hand. And stop mm. saying, I'm sorry, or excuse me, or could you repeat that? No, fall on that sword, coach. Mm. Say, for my clarification, mm. was it ABC? And I'll give you one last thing. Since we're doing these calls where people are working at home, if there's a child or a dog or a distraction in the background, inadvertently, passive aggressively, let them know how much you love children, or let's say you love dogs which gives them a hint to put the dog away. And then follow it up by asking the dog's name as you would have done coach. And then maybe for five minutes, you talk about how much you love dogs. And that's your slow guy getting rabbit hole off topic. No, there's no off topic. We'll talk about doggies so we can, we can bond more. And I could easily transition back into what I was talking about. Mm. But my final thought in regards to where I give the most points on a phone call it's coaches when they say your name, not in the introduction or the conclusion, but in the body. Because if you can anchor somebody by having that connection where they say your name back, and if you need to cheat, talk about yourself in third person if you have to. But if they <laughs> say your name, then you could do whatever you want. Mm. And you could slow walk into that close because you're good. So if the prospect says my name is, is what you're talking about there, right? It's like if I can get them to say my name. That's your bullseye, man, right between the Not the introduction, because they're not remembering. And conclusion, yeah. you're passing information. But you make such an impression, and you've said coach so much, or you had to remind yourself, coach, at the end of this podcast, you're going to say, Richard, you were the best, because it's a polite <laughs> way to remind them. But man, once they start saying, yes, Richard this, and yes, Richard that, then guess what? We got them. <laughs> we got them good. Might as well order extra cheese because it's on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. Holy smokes. Information overload, man. Here in the Only Sales Factory you, today. Yeah. <laughs> my good friend in his audience, you got, I got a plethora of stuff if you want to keep talking, but oh, I had I to do this today because you deserve it. No, man, I love it. I love it. And you're, you are a true professional. Uh, you know, I tell, I tell my audience all the time, like PCs, man, professional closers, like they're, I feel like they're born, um, uh, not, not trained. And, and while you can really, you can really teach someone a lot about sales and you can really get them up there. Like, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan because he was born Michael Jordan. I feel like you truly have a gift, Richard, that um, not only do you have the training to back it up, man, but you, man, you've got it going on. I want to I circle back to this real quick, though, before we wrap it up here. You talked about the rate and the pitch, the tone and the duration, and you said that I'm really just listening to the rate and the pitch, and I'm looking for a spike. What's that spike tell me? That they're uninterested? That they're lying to me? Like, oh. if... Okay. Not at all. It's just confirmation. Mm. It's just asking if it makes sense, coach. Sounds good, right, coach? Or coach, you said ABC or one, two, three. One, two, mm. three. Thank you. These are checkpoints. Mm. Remember the tone. Don't pay attention to that. Only yours is. That's your consistent variable. Forget what they even do. But that radar pitch, and it, and it just moves a little bit. It could be like if you and I, for an example, I would consider myself a plus eight in rate 
and a plus eight in pitch. So I'm in quadrant one of like an XY chart pre-algebra as okay. an 88. And so I would be fluctuating a little bit there. But if I went down, you know, to a minus two in regards to my speed, either I'm really pondering, writing something down, or mm. you lost me. And so these are times <laughs> to, but guess what, my man, you, you, you are meeting people for the first time mm. and you need, you need consistent variables. That's why I believe that when you're, you're in your 11th, 32nd segment, that's five and a half minutes on a 10 minute conversation, which means now I know exactly how you should be responding, your reaction to my action, which gives me the four and a half minutes to close. And, you know, it's very easy that way. You get through the introduction, finish up the body and conclude this sucker. But I, I wanted to mention something. People will tell me that I'm a salesman and I appreciate the compliment. But if I may, I'd rather use the quote, from an educated point of view, make a decision. Coach, you and I mm. do not force hands. We, we, we don't twist arms. If you're refusing to do something, at least do it in the 15th round where I can get it all out. Every rebuttal, every boomerang technique, every tie down. And at the end, from an educated point of view, India is half my price. I don't work graveyard shift or overnight shift. Mm. You know, my, my agents don't speak Chinese, so I can't take that account. Unfortunately, coach, from an educated point of view, I have to reject the account mm. as much as people want to work with me. So... Uh, that's a healthy business relationship where people can leave things on the table. Everybody does. When, yeah. when somebody uh, looks at me for price instead of merit, and they mm. ask me what my price is per hour, I say $1,000 an hour, and they go, no, it's not. I go, of course it's not. Do you want to ask me another question? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Will you I calm down? That. <laughs> That's I how like you that. close me? <laughs> I got to lecture him a little bit. That boy has to go to school. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, I got I got to be wrapping it up here. Uh, Man, what that was that was quick. That was action packed. Guys, if you have not rated the podcast, this is probably one that'll get you off your ass and make you do it. You need to get over to iTunes or Google or wherever you're listening to this and give the podcast a five-star review. Mention Richard. He wants he likes hearing his name. Everybody likes hearing their name, right? You gotta get over there and mention Richard in the review. Uh Richard, this has been a blast. I definitely can assure you this will not be your last time, uh, if you're willing, on the sales factory, because very seldom uh do I have guests. Nothing against my past guests, but very seldom do I have guests on that. Uh, I can learn something from, and I love being a student. Uh, I have a um, I have a quote that I say all the time that knowledge doesn't have to come from college. That's why I dropped out. That I knew that my pursuit for knowledge could continue long after traditional education. Um, so I appreciate your time today. Thank you because I took a couple things away uh, from this this call. Uh, the buffer boomerang that my man is is sexy. I like that. Uh, so I appreciate you uh being on here if people want to reach out to you and you know i just always offer this if they want to learn more about your guys' service or if they're even just like hey that was a cool cat how do i connect with him uh how, how do people find you man on, on the interwebs first is they gotta buy a plane ticket and fly down and visit me that's <laughs> but if they can't do it at the moment you, you can give me a call 888-271-6750 i can be reached at ceo at costa rica's call center.com if you're interested in the pulse of the Costa Rican call center industry, go check out my face page, uh, Facebook page, 
So you get okay. to see what the Ticos are doing down here. And uh, coach, I've learned so much from you prior to this and, and your reputation precedes you. And uh, appreciate it was that. my pleasure today to give back. And, uh, we appreciate and that. I do accept your invitation at your convenience. We can have a <laughs> coach and Richard part two, like Rocky. <laughs> and, and no, absolutely, man. I got you, so much more to share. So I, I, share. I know. And, and that's why I want to, I want to definitely have you back on and, you know, maybe we'll do a, do a longer extended version. And, you know, man, if you guys, I, I kind of feel bad that we did this as an audio only next time we'll definitely do video Richard. Cause you got like a, some was that, that's a, a record player in the background there. Like some type of that's a jukebox. 60 on Ricola Regis that I restored. I got the largest collection of private pinball machines in Costa Rica and jukeboxes. Like, <laughs> I'm always off looking for treasures. Some guy's got no idea what he's got in his boat. Uh, I love it, man. I love it. Well, Richard, it's been a pleasure. You've been a treat, man. This was so much fun. Uh, guys, if you've enjoyed this, make sure you go subscribe and leave us a review. Hit out, uh, reach reach out to Richard and hit him up if, if you want some more information uh, on what he's doing down there in Costa Rica. And until next time, hustle, it's worth it. Here's to your success. Thanks for listening on the Sales Factory.